Okay, so when we go up to the Grand Prix in Portland, uh -huh. I'm going to trade my Zendi land so I can get uh, my very own Jace the Mind Sculptor. Oh, yeah? yeah I, Jace is great. Uh, your fetch lands? N no, my basic ones. Wallet Slayers! Welcome back. This is episode eight. Can you believe it? Yes, we're actually going to... We made it past episode seven. Numero ocho. And you know this means that we actually did better than Newbie and the Dude in number of shows. Yes, we have conquered the past, and if we were Lorthos, we'd be in play. Excellent. I wish I was Lorthos. Lorthos. The Tide Maker. <laughs> like there's somebody in R&D like, where's the big blue fat creature? Uh, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. You said there'd be a big blue fat sea serpent. Sea Serpent sucks. <laughs> Not very happy with Sea Serpent. The uh, the new one from M11, the, uh, everything's an island, your mother's an island, your child's an island, I have island walk, your ass is grass, that's the flavor text. But, but no man is an island. No mana is an island. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And when the temple bell tolls, right. it tolls for thee. So, so uh, what's going on uh, in, in the world? Uh, what is going on in the world? It, then? Se it seems like there's something coming up. Yeah, something up north. 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 Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Grand Prix Portland. Yes. I'm, I'm very excited. I am very excited as well, especially since we missed Grand Prix Oakland. Right. Which was a completely different format back in, you know, it was extended. Yeah, it was extended. I had a, an extended deck all built, a really nice red-black deck, but... I didn't make it. Yeah, I I did not have an extended deck built, and uh, you know the the extended rules changes that happened a little while back. I, extended is a little bit more within my vocabulary now. Oh yes, I find myself not like oh forget it when I when extended comes up or building an extended deck. I'm just I listen a little more. I find myself going, God, do I have that merfolk? Yeah, extended is a trip, but I I totally agree with you. The the fact that. Uh, you know, coming back into it, right, as Alara was coming out, uh, Shadowmoor and Lorwyn, where I still bought a lot of those cards, uh, was able to collect a lot of them, was able to draft a few times with Shadowmoor and Lorwyn, and I, it totally makes sense. I actually have collections of those cards. It, it makes it possible for me to build extended decks. I'm, I'm very excited. And there's a lot of great ideas out there. I, I mean, tremendous ideas of what's possible inside of Changeling. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that the other day. Yeah. Absolutely. Changeling, yep. I think, has a lot of potential, and we'll, we'll, I think that we might see something along those lines coming out. It, it's, especially with how um, um, tribal-centered some of the cards got later on, um, and I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I think, I definitely think there is a chance for, for change. I mean, it's, it's kind of at a weird place, too, where it's, if newer players in Magic are going to look at playing Extended, there is no better time for them to do it right now because the pro players are having to do a lot of, like, 
back inventory elimination. Like, oh, we, oh, you could do that. Well, no, you can't do that. Well, you could do, no, you couldn't. You couldn't actually do it that way, you know. And and yeah, they're going to be able to see a lot more connections easier off. But I think, you know, I, I'm still, you know, on the fence about the changes that they had made. But it is making for a very interesting environment right now. Right. I think it's going to definitely change the way decks are built. I, I I have a feeling that watching this rotation, I can't wait for this whole next rotation. Actually, I I you know seeing Alara go away will be very interesting. To, to to experience Zendikar being the main main block, yeah, that's going to be fun. I I think there's a lot going on in there, uh-huh. and I I'm very excited to see Scars of Mirrodin. Uh huh. Well, and you know, a lot of pros have been talking to you about what's going to you know what's going to stay around, what's going to you know go away, and then what's going to go away and come right back because of the, you know, where's Jund going to be? Fairies, the return of fairies. I hope it's not the return of the Fae. <laughs> return of the Fae! No. It would be interesting if the Fae did have to come back in the greater scheme of things if they came back differently. Like if you saw things like Una being played a lot more or, you know, Bitter Blossom being played a lot less for whatever reasons. Just, you know, typical expectations. But I have a feeling if Fae come back, it's going to be very similar to, you know... The phase of Fey build, you know, like a Jund as a Jund build, you're just, it's going to be slightly different flavors of the same kind of... I, I hope not. I really want to see a shift in magic. I'm I'm really tired of cookie-cutter decks. You know, there's some innovative builders out there. I always love to see what Conley's playing. Um, by the way, Conley, if you're listening to this episode, uh, the offer still stands. We will buy you a burger. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Hook up with us. Um, and you'll be able to find us. We will have t-shirts. Uh, we're going to make some t-shirts and, uh, and you'll, you'll be able to find us. It'll, we'll, we'll be there in force. Uh, newbie's not going to make the Grand Prix, but we will be there and our gag from, uh, newbie and the dude will be there as well. Right. And speaking of newbie and the dude, of course you can, uh, see what we look like, which might actually help to locate us amongst the thousand some odd people there. Right. And if you, if you're not planning on going to Grand Prix Portland, um, and you're, you've, you've never seen the videos, we recommend that you just keep listening to the podcast and leave what we look like as a total mystery. Yeah, it helps. But if you really do want to know, I'm going to give the link. I have to. Okay. You can go to YouTube, type in Newbie and the Dude. It's spelled N-O-O-B-I-E and the Dude spelled D-O-O-D. So, uh, I never thought about it that way. D-O-O-D? Uh-huh. Mm, interesting. So, uh... So anyway, you'll be able to find us by our uh, t-shirts, and if you need to see what we look like to find us, that's awesome too. And if you do actually come up to us and admit that you're a fan of the show, we'll be greatly pleased. Yeah, or maybe not even a fan, just that you've listened to the show once. Right. That you're willing to actually admit that in public. I think that deserves some recompense. I think so too. I think that really all we're asking for is a little acknowledgement in the real world. Uh Uh-huh. That's all I need is a little acknowledgement, and I'll I'll be good. Good, yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. Just some kind of weird, you know. Hey, you guys, you know, exist. Exactly, and also, <laughs> if they uh, if they uh, do approach us, uh-huh. what are we going to give them? We are going to give them uh, a duly, doubly signed copy of our. Seems to be our trademark giveaway card. Almost our mascot in a yeah, lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, I think it's going to quickly become our mascot if 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 there are no more contenders. Uh, Caravan Herda, you will get a dude and the band signed copy of Caravan Herda for coming up and saying hey. Exactly. So come up and say hey. 
you know. Um, so yeah, you know, put that after about the 13th or 14th artist you really want to see while you're there after you get in all your magic games. Right. So exactly. <laughs> Make sure that that is a top priority for you. Uh, I believe that we're going to try to do a little bit of podcasting from there. I'm not sure. It would be great if we could maybe hitting up a couple players and just getting, you know, experiences. We, we, we really enjoy talking to people that have, you know, especially maybe that have never been to a Grand Prix before. That would be awesome. But heck, we'll talk to, you know, we'll talk to the groundskeeper of the convention hall, really. That's true. So, as long as he plays magic, as long as he, you know, or someone acts like he does, right? Well, uh, so uh, we're going to keep this episode a little bit short. Uh, we do need to get to our sponsored break as we're trying to gather funds for the Portland Grand Prix experience. Uh, once again, what did we just say? Come and find us. Come we'll... and find us. We'll be around on the floor. We'll be in the main event on Saturday, and maybe in a draft or two after that. I know I'm going to be trying to train. I'm going to be trying to trade some cards to some dealers here and there, or maybe some other players. And I definitely would like to get some more cards signed and just meeting other players and attending my first Grand Prix. I'm so damn excited. It's going to be awesome. So, if yeah, if, if you're there, say hey. We would absolutely appreciate it. That would be awesome. All right, we'll be right back. Coming this fall, Duffa News Network presents Extra Turn with Kipperlin Bluffertappen, the only show that time warps you to the future for tomorrow's news now that you can listen to in the past currently. No other newscaster taps into the root like Kip, with infamous interviews like his 2008 fireside with Doran the Siege Tower. Now, Doran, what's it like to be an Ent? Did you just use the E-word, human? That is it. I am out of here. Only Kip is there to capture the drift of the draft inside the newbie ring among the Pro Tour circuit. Now I'm going to ask you one more time, crying Bibbler. Did you or did you not first pick second pack of a Juka Bog? Yes or no? Well, uh... Yes or no? All right, all right, I did it. I thought it was a good idea. I swear I'll never do it again, but it was me. It was all me. Join Kip Monday nights in front of a live audience as we, Duffa News Network, brings you the show that you can't wait to miss. Extra Turn with Kipperland Bluffertown. Well, we're back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, that last commercial made me hungry. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It had nothing to do with food. So I'm, I'm not really sure. But, but that hunger does bring out a reminder in me that we're going to talk about a little bit of where to eat Portland as we don't really know where to eat in Portland. Right. I mean, you know, for the local players, they've got all this stuff down pat, but, you know, there's expected to be over a thousand players there, and many of those players are going to be from out of town, if not out of state. Exactly. I did just find out that there is a pretty close Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Okay, now, you know, you had mentioned this to me. So, Five Guys Burgers and Fries, you said very loosely, like, if you absolutely had to have a correlation, it would probably be something like In-N-Out Burger, like a bit more upscale than your average burger donald's yeah a little bit more upscale they give you free peanuts uh you can drop the shells on the floor they kind of sweep up around you their burgers are pretty good they do other things than burgers they do hot dogs as well oh wow uh, they but they're it's their french fries and they they actually use idaho russet potatoes freshly cut fried up right there they're awesome the french fries are worth everything the burgers are good 
I mean, it's a fast food burger, but oh. it's good. Um, I don't know where else to eat. Uh, most likely, just across the river from us is Chinatown, and we always know that any Chinatown has a good Chinese restaurant. Yes, yes, as has been covered uh, in our, uh, what, Grand Prix Oakland coverage that we didn't go to. Right. Uh, but yes, yeah, Chinatown. Uh, you had mentioned a restaurant chain called McMinimins. Oh, yeah, there is McMinimins. Uh-huh, and... It's- it's and a little what, ways out of town, though. It's okay. Not, it, not directly in Portland. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a, it's good. They have great grub, good beers. Uh, I can't drink beer anymore, but they do have good beer. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I was noticing that on the... And that's another good place to check out, too, is um, Wizards. Was it Wizards had a write-up, or was it Mana Nation? Uh, I'm sorry. I think it was Mana Nation had a little, hey, if you're going to Portland um, and you're into beer, check this out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might want to go look at that, too. Um, but yeah, it seems like uh, coffee, beverages, uh, Portland's fairly famous for those types of things. Absolutely. With winters like the what they have, you've got to have right. coffee drinks. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to have some liquid sunshine somehow. And obviously, I would imagine, I, now see, I've never been to Portland, so, um, but what I'm getting to is kind of a, you know, like kind of like here, like a bit of a seafaring town. Seafood's probably fairly big. Seafood's... Fairly big. Uh huh. Um, it's 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 interesting. Portland's a ways inland. I mean, it's on the big river, right? But it's a ways inland. So, okay. But the seafood's close enough. I mean, it's only an hour and a half away. So I mean, to the sea. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where I came across that route, like the seafood in Portland or something, and I don't remember. It was in some food magazine. Or something. I don't know. But I'm sure there's lots of great places to eat there. But one of the places that I'm definitely interested in is Voodoo Donuts. Um, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, 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 chef guy Anthony Bourdain, mm-hmm. uh, I think, did a little bit on Voodoo Donuts or talked about them. But yeah, go ahead. What, so Voodoo Donuts, if you've never heard of it, what is it? Well, Voodoo Donuts is this donut shop. Uh-huh. I mean, you could probably figure that out. Uh, they put Voodoo into their donuts. They, uh, it's it's kind of magical. They actually have a donut called a Voodoo Doll, which is one of the donuts that I do plan on getting while I'm in Portland. Uh-huh. It's a Voodoo doll shaped donut. And it has a little steak right where its heart would be. Uh, I think it's a pretzel. But it's filled with raspberry jelly. So, so it can bleed as you stab it. Yes. <laughs> and and I'm all about it. I mean, there's lots of other good uh, bars there. I, I definitely need another maple bacon bar. Maple bacon bar. Uh, made with actual bacon. Yes, yes. Made with actual. Oh, this so. is like an exotic donut tear, like a donut tree. Like a, not even a donut shop. That would be too low level to yeah this is that. not this is something yeah this is something much much different and this, much more this unique. is not winchell's uh-huh right right mm-hmm. these are going to be donuts that you cannot find anywhere else that's that's absolutely right and they use their, their donuts are tasty that's the best thing about it is you know i've had bad donuts and it's hard to say that about donuts but right because they can be pretty awful and they're still good but yeah I, exactly. I understand what you're even like about. stale like in the box donuts can be good and i've had worse donuts than that but anyway so voodoo donuts the opposite voodoo donuts. The, totally the opposite end of the scale uh-huh. uh they have a website too it's like what is it uh, google voodoo. search voodoo yeah. donuts you'll find it yeah, they show pictures of some of their donuts on the site. Very interesting concoctions. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great donuts on there. Some of you might be very interested in uh, trying a gay bar out for the first time. Gay bar is a maple bar with uh, Rain- rainbow fruit loops. Rainbow fruit loops mm-hmm. going across the mm-hmm. across the top there. And some of you might actually be into their other one of their other donuts, the the old dirty bastard. You might be into the old the, the dirty old bastard. dirty bastard. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Five dirty old bastards to go. Uh-huh, and then some of you may even be into the maple blazer blunt. 
I will definitely be trying the maple blazer blind. It looked delicious. It did look delicious. It, it looked very, very yummy. Um, so we, we should move on a little bit from there. One of the other places that we've talked about anyway a lot is Powell's Books. Oh, I, that is truly like as much as I want to go to Voodoo's Donut, Voodoo Donuts, I want to go to Powell's Books so much more. Absolutely. I, I have to actually <coughs> uh, send, set myself with a budget for walking in there. Because Powell's Books. It could be very, it could be disastrous. It sounds pretty huge. I'm, uh, what is the, the English, uh, in, uh, Herod's Herod's of London, mm-hmm. which is like you know they sent somebody in there to see if you could actually buy anything, and the dude was like, "I want an elephant," and they went African or Indian. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but yes, I mean that's kind of what I assume pals to be like. What are you possibly looking for? It's going to be harder for you to find what you are looking for rather than an issue of them having it or not having it. Right. They have a used and rare book department. I have looked at online with like signed copies by Mark Twain and just, I mean, stuff that would make you want to cry. So Mm -hmm. I, I am so. It's kind of interesting. You know, uh, I, when I was living in Salt Lake city, I worked Uh at a, at an used bookstore uh, called Sam Weller's. And, is it still there? Oh yeah, it's yep, still there. Very cool. And you can actually find them online. And if you're looking for rare books, they can often do that. Especially if it's uh, religion is the flavor of the book that you want. They specialize in religion. Uh-huh. Uh, but they have an incredible used book section, and that's the section that I worked in was used. So uh-huh. I was in the basement with all of the books, uh-huh. organizing and shelving them, and uh, and shipping them out to people, knowing that they were going to great places. And they had amazing books. They have they have rooms. <laughs> That are full of the same kind of thing, like original Mark Twain, like first edition ridiculous books, you right. know, things you would spend thousands of dollars on. Well, sure. now having worked there, Pals is it's like I just want to go in there, and even if I didn't buy anything, I would just walk through there mm-hmm. and face all the books, right. so that they were pushed to the front edge of the shelf, and you could all you could read all the titles, and just the feeling of of touching those books. It's yes. I knew uh, a guy on the debate team, and that, that was what he wanted to do with his life. He wanted to move to Portland and work at Powell's. And uh, he was a, I mean, this guy could have easily gone into a doctoral program or something, but no, he just wanted to go work in that particular bookstore. It's admirable. I uh-huh. understand. Uh-huh. Completely. So, yeah, that'll be awesome. It's 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 going to be, it's definitely going to be a jam-packed weekend because in between the Grand Prix and Pals, I mean, it's like how, I can't fathom how we're going to fit all of this in. But um, it's it's definitely going to be a great a great trip. Looking looking very forward to it. Well, I just don't plan on sleeping. Yeah, that's going to be the. That's definitely going to have to be. A, and uh, Conley has done some excellent um, talk about not sleeping on on Monday Night Magic and how that's actually an essential part of. He sounded like he had some pretty horrendous sleepover experiences at different people's places in terms of testing. And I mean, you know, okay. For uh, the Grand Prix, it's going to be sealed. So, I mean, it's it's not like you're testing your vintage or extended deck over and over and over and over and over and over again. That's interesting. I wonder what it... Maybe we should do some tests. Maybe we should crack a few packs and see what would be... Yeah, I mean, I think that's always... I mean, it's always a possibility. It's always... I mean, you've got to figure that that's kind of what they do. They kind of know the cards. They probably crack packs and play games against each other, building what they can, Mm -hmm. looking for strategies inside of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We probably won't do that. 
No, but it's it is. I mean, it would be a good uh, a good thing, and I think there's tools on the internet too. You know, Wizards has some things every once in a while where you can actually look at sealed pools, mm-hmm. and you know, what would I build out of this? What did they build out of this? How did they place? Interesting. Uh, if you know of any of those sites, uh, please respond to us and let us know what those sites are specifically. Uh, that would be awesome. We're asking that of the fans, of course. And uh, the other thing, you had a, another question for the fans. Yeah, yeah. Just a shout out. I was curious um, if anybody's listening to this and they kind of want to share it, is that I know that there's a couple of um, different ways out there that people keep track of their uh, magic collections um, online usually, although some people use Microsoft Excel. Um, there was uh, a place that they pointed out on Monday Night Magic. Uh, I think it was called cardbox.org. Um, that was a site. I've used one called uh, Trade Cards Online in the past that you have to sign up for, but usually most of them are free. Um, and they'll keep track of your collection for numbers. So if anybody out there is using a particular type of software beyond, you know, uh, Excel or a regular spreadsheet that's um, actually going through a site that maybe has uh, cards and card images hyperlinked to the actual text entries for them so you can pull up a card to see it directly, um, which was one nice thing about that uh, card box site that I had mentioned. Uh, let us know. Let us know about any software out there that you use to keep track of your collection or even trading, uh, what what particular uh, software or places you go to trade cards. And and also, I have a request for some really good virus removal software because I've been using some sites that maybe, you know, have given me viruses. Um, we'll talk about that during the break. We'll be right back. In case you don't know me, I'm Barry, sole attendant from last year's ice cream social for pacifism. Now I'm not here to condemn anybody, but if you want some cream in your cones, I'm going to need some help. Every year, you pricks sign up, but no one ever shows up. That's right, Splinter Twins, I'm talking to you. At least Emrakul tried to lend a hand. And thank Bolas for Chase's ingenuity last year, for no one would have had a scoop. One second, my phone seems to be ringing. Hello? Uh, yeah, hi, I'm instant volunteering for this year's ice cream social. Really? Um, yeah, well, I have a question. Yeah? Last year, did you or did you not have an overwhelming stampede of help when that Nomad Assembly was on the rebound? Next Monday on Extra Turn with Kipperland Bluffertappen. The truth behind the falsity of reality or not. Wow, dude, that is some good virus software. That, uh, that took the problem right out. Uh-huh, yeah, it, uh, it, it gets rid of the Klingons. Mm-hmm, I see. Well, we're we're back, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we expect to have happen for us at the Portland Grand Prix. What, oh. what do you expect to open up? Um, you know, uh, there's what I expect I'm going to open and what I know I'm going to open. Right, but we want to talk about we expectations. We want to talk about expectations. Now, what's weird is that my expectations are a little fuzzier than what I know. Um, but that's okay Um, my expectations um, will be that I am I would I would you know okay I would really like to open something like um, an Ajani would be nice you know something like that would be great 
but I'll be very happy with a good pool of um, creatures. Um, hopefully in the white blue category, that would be nice. Although I'm finding in the last few drafts that I played that red is beginning to grow on me a little bit more. I like red. I think red works out pretty good. I, I'm, I'm hoping that I get a good solid color, whatever right. color it is. Uh huh. You know, if, if I could get most of my playables out of one color and maybe splash for whatever other color, I would be very happy. And you know, my hope because I, I can't really say expectation either because what I expect is that I'll get a bunch of crap cards that don't build a very good deck and get like 12 blue cards 14 green cards three red cards one black card you know just how it seems to work for me uh-huh. plus like this rare that totally misleads me from all of the cards that I should be playing right you know? yeah I especially in sealed I can understand how that can that can happen well I can splash for this oh I this can, is I, a bomb right yeah. I just need to get this on the table I, I'll be great. I mean, I'd love to open up, like, what would be awesome would be, like, six mana links. <laughs> you know, one in each pack. One in every pack. Yeah, that would be nice. Something like that would be sick. And that's it. Like, no cancels, no... No, <laughs> no maybe... <laughs> six like, mana links. Six mana links, like a few cancels. Uh, that would be that would be great. And, and you know, some white creatures, some griffins, uh, you know, Sarah Angels. Yeah, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, I had a feeling. I, I I have a feeling that if I ended up with a pool like that, where I'm like, no, I could do this, I would not win any of my games, but they would be some of the most intense games ever played. You know, Just lightning like, bolt. Nope. I, right. <laughs> um. Uh. Garrick's pack. No. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, of course, there's always the possibility that. I might finally get lucky with the Bane Slayer. Um, because after buying nine packs today and making my total count of packs that I've purchased that could potentially own or have a Bane Slayer within them, being somewhere around, I don't know, a case worth of those packs, uh, it would be really nice to, to finally get a Bane Slayer. Um, in fact, uh, uh, Wizards... I, I there's multiple times that I've opened up a pack of M10 or M11 and not seen a Bane Slayer, and I've thought I'm not going to play this game anymore. Uh, I, that's pretty much how I'm starting to feel about it. I'm looking for a little bit of redemption at the uh, at the uh, Grand Prix, and whether that's that I find a, a backstreet deal for less than thirty dollars on a, a Bane Slayer, or or maybe. Maybe the gods of magic will shine upon me and I'll crack too. It'll be like the best sealed pool I ever had. It'll be six mana leaks, two cancels, and two Bane Slayers. The redemption of the Bane Slayer angel at Grand Prix Point. Because um, pretty much it's going to take something like that uh, to make me happy at this point. You, you, you opened a lot of M10 packs, and you've opened a lot of M11 packs, and the fact that you haven't gotten a Bane Slayer at this point is... It is a little... Ge- uh, what, what is the word? Uh, geometrically impossible? Not geometrically, but mathematically impossible. We'll just go with the general Well, well Right, so we could, even, we could even call it like uh, the black hole theory. Like, there's Bane Slayers all around me, 
and they're being sucked in by the black hole of other players. Uh-huh. And my gravity is just weak. It's like it's like some kid gets like a pack of M eleven and before he opens it comes up to you and is like, I'm gonna open a Bane Slayer Angel and you just like reach forth and touch the pack and look at him and say, No. No, you won't. <laughs> it's a dream. It's all a dream. Um, yeah. So so I'm really hoping that I get a Bane Slayer Angel. Um, because I don't have any uh, of them at all. <laughs> I do have a lot of Honor of the Peers. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And, and that would go great with the Bane Slayer I, to you, have one. You would think so. <laughs> um, in yeah. theory, it works great. I haven't been able to playtest it. Because uh-huh. I refuse to print even a proxy of Baneslayer Angel. I, I just feel that it's not the right thing to do. And, and you know what's interesting is is that you are one of the few people I know of that actually opened a Jace the Mind Sculptor. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have the touch. I mean, like, you opened the card you want to open. But Baneslayer is just so ever-elusive. Yeah. It's, it is odd. Mm-hmm. See, I just, I have no luck with packs, so I've accepted that if I get a Bane Slayer, uh, something really bad is on its way. <laughs> right. I, I, I understand. I'm like, oh crap, well, give him a Bane Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's terrible. I, but I understand completely. Yeah, yeah, it's it's rough. Um, so yeah, a Bane Slayer would be nice. Uh, Bane Slayer would be nice. A Bane Slayer would be nice. I said it three uh-huh. times in rapid succession. Uh-huh. I think maybe if I burn a candle between the five colors. I really hope you get it. Uh-huh. I really I really hope you get two. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. It would be awesome just to see the look on a player's face. When they're like, you got two? Uh-huh. Exactly. And two? Like, uh-huh. Guess what else I got a lot of? Mana leak. <laughs> That's right. Dude, I just, I would love that to happen. <clears throat> I hope that I get a, 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 what I really hope is that at least I get a dream, like a magic dream, where that actually occurs. <laughs> it, it, even if it comes to me in a dream, it doesn't need to happen in real life. I'll take it as a sign. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I'll be upset in the morning. You know, it'll be like those dreams where you're, you're like, I have all this money. I have, I have hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you wake up and you're like reaching for your wallet. <laughs> but you know, as you come between the halfway sleep. That the money isn't there. Yeah. That vicious wall of awakening reality. Maybe I don't want that dream. <laughs> that's that's what I'm maybe feeling now. But one of the other things that... Enough about the Bane Slayer. I think I ranted long enough. I You know, I it, but it is a valid rant. It is. You you do, you know, yes. You deserve Bane Slayers by this point. Absolutely. Man. Folks, if you're looking at your 18th Bane Slayer, and you're like, you know... I could really go with 17. Yes. You know, you know where to send them. Right. Even if you'll lend it to me for two weeks. <laughs> keep it in the sleeve. I, I mean, I'll send it back. I, I will. I promise. <laughs> um, other than that, one of my other expectations is that I'm, I'm going to run into a pro player in one of my rounds. Oh, uh-huh. And I know that's going to be the fourth round. Uh-huh. I have a feeling. The fourth round, in terms of opponents. Mm-hmm. You're in talking. terms of opponents. Which one do you think it will be? I don't know. Well, but, you've faced LSV already. Yes, I've played LSV. Chapin. If it's Chapin, I don't know. 
If it's cheap, and I may just uh, concede the the round uh-huh. and ask him if he'll do an interview. Ooh. I mean, that would be probably my instant reaction to that. Um, Knowing, no, it'll probably be LSV again. However, if you conceded on the stipulation that he'd do an interview, he could call the judges over and have you DQ'd for bribery. What am I bribing him with? Doing an interview. I'm asking him to... <laughs> I, what am I gaining out of this? Oh, yeah, an interview with Patrick Chapin. Right. You're right. You're right. That, that's true. I better not do that. I'll just ask him at the cash game later. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, what about... Uh, what about... Uh, Zvi? Okay, yeah. Uh, Antoine Ruel? Uh-huh, sure. The uh, Ruel brothers. No, you know who I would love it to be? Huh. Is the curmudgeon. Oh, uh, Jerry Thompson. Yeah, Jerry Thompson. Uh huh. Because then we could just play a really curmudgeony game. And just kind of bitch and shoot mean looks back at each other while smiling and having a good time. Exactly. Uh huh. I-, I have a feeling I'd get along with him. I I think that he's a no nonsense kind of guy. Yeah, I, and... I I I seem to like his points of view. I I find myself not disagreeing with him as much as I'm told I will. Right. <laughs> that's that's kind of how it is. <laughs> Um, like, this is the mean asshole everybody hates. Well, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, or Irwin. It would be fun to sit down across from Irwin. Uh-huh. Uh, that would be fun. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know who's going to be there, but... Conley would be fab. Uh, um, what about the the guys from Limited Resources would be all right? I mean, yeah. jumping off the pro player thing here, but I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind meeting um, Ryan and Ollie or... Um, you know, the, the, and the other side of that too, I was going to say are the artists, mm-hmm. um, Anson Maddox, who is like super old school artist. I don't, I haven't checked to see what the last stuff he's done was, but my first foray into magic during the revised ice age days, um, he was huge. He was doing all kinds of stuff for magic, had done stuff for magic, had done stuff for Jihad, uh, VTES. Um, uh, I think he's did stuff for that card game Rage. Uh, I mean, he has designed some of the more famous cards in Magic. Herloon Minotaur is one of his. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, just that whole style that is like, I, I don't know, every time I saw it, I could be like, oh, Anson Maddox did that. And it was just awesome, awesome art. So, um, he'll be there. So I'm, I'm, he's one of the artists I'm definitely looking forward to, to just saying, wow, man, you know, your stuff has been in my brain for a very long time and I appreciate it. Yeah, I need to get a, a little box organized to go up there with. I don't want to carry around a large stuff, a large piece of equipment to walk around with me. You know, I, mm-hmm. that's. A, I mean, maybe the bag. I'll carry the bag around with. Sure, me. sure. But yeah, I remember. I remember juggling a lot of crap at the. Um, I think it was the Conflux pre-release. I just I brought too much crap with me, and it was cumbersome. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about that. Uh, maybe. Maybe we should end the show. Okay. Uh, do you want to do the dance, or? Uh, no, I think we should do the chant. You mean the rat shit, bat shit, dirty old twat one? No. When was the last time we did that? It's been a while. The rat shit, bat shit, dirty old twat. 69 assholes tied in a knot. Yes. Hooray! Hooray! Chicken shit! Fuck! Yes! That's, that's Uncle Georgie. My 
your manna are sitting on the table. My manna is red manna, gonna burn you if I'm able. Talking about fireball, fireball, fireball to your face. You're gonna lose this game, my friend. You won't be saved by Jace. And my bootleg and his friend I could play them all day You know that you just can't win Might as well put your cards away Talking about bootleg Bootleg Look at them up in the sky When they come across for eight You're sure you're gonna die My manna and your manna are sitting on the table. My manna is red manna, gonna burn you if I'm able. Talking about bang fire, bang fire, bang fire to your face. You can't even counter it, cause X is equal to six. Drafted green every other Sunday But that green, it don't do nothing Things don't go your way Talking about fireball, fireball Fireball your face You're gonna lose this game, my friend You won't be safe by change